Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to Three Valleys Radio. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanded by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast with me, Ian Perkins. This evening, I am joined by uh, the lone wolf, Mr. David Coates. How you doing, mate? I did think about doing a howl there for a second, but I thought, <laughs> no, the listeners could do without that as well. Yeah. And, I, and I could imagine our our co our co star, Mr. Barrett, sat there just totting and shaking his head. There's uh, a, if there's, I'd done that. There's a, a you know a ridiculous amount of love for for Ben on social media this evening. There is, isn't you know, there? We sort of, you know, you you tell him he's not going to be there, and cool, he must his ego must be inflating by the, the second. <laughs> I know. Um, How's he going to get out of the house? That's yeah. the question. <laughs> well, the epi- yeah. the last episode was called "Be More Barrett," and uh, yeah, yeah. What more does he want? Ex- well, I know, it's, but tonight, you know, being more Barrett means doing a two till ten shift. So yeah. if, if you want to, you know, um, you want to do that, then go for it. But Ben has been busting himself to. You know, do stuff on the website over the last few days. So uh, he's, you know, well done, Ben. There's your shout out. There you go. You are yeah, happy now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, that's the last we say about him. Yeah, we, I mean, we've been operating like a bloody newsroom this evening with um, all, yeah. all the uh, quotes coming out of the manager's press conference. It's been quite a busy week. Um, Coatsy, do you want to take it from the side that 
I cannot. What side would that be? <laughs> well, you know, the... are you are you trusting me to do that? Are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I think you should. Um, okay. Yeah, I so, so you know we put out a note to members about um, the 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 meetings we've been having, and you know that's all there is to say at the moment. That that's that, that's all you can say, right? I can say anything I want, basically, as long as it's not slanderous. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'll, I'll read them. Your your state. Well, I say your statement. I don't know whether you wrote it. You might might well have done, don't you? But yeah. On so on the. Uh, uh, oh, actually, no, I can't read it because I'm looking at the wrong thing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking at the wrong page on your website. There you go. Well, I won't read My it website? out. But yeah, on your website, on the on the Glovers Trust website. I oh, it's say. not on. Uh, it, it was just an email to members. Oh, just an email to members. Okay, right. Well, we'll pretend that didn't happen then. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the Glovers Trust is uh, is in talks with. I think the phrase was interested parties or uh, serious players or something along those kind of lines, wasn't it? So, I mean, I've not really had a say um, about this since uh, um, uh, I've been invited to join the Glovers Cast, and and to be honest with you. My view on the whole, um, you know, South Somerset District Council uh, deal has always been, and I probably told anyone who cared to talk to me about it, uh, I just don't feel comfortable with the idea of losing your biggest asset. And for the in the interest of balance, um, you know, the chairman has obviously said that we are in a, a financial situation where where we require you know, uh, a level of income that's that's come in. I do recall him saying at the time that it was, you know, sort of critical and we, we couldn't have seen ourselves past January, I think it was, he said at the at the time. Obviously, something's changed in that respect because we're now in the month of May and we're still here. So uh, I, I would prefer not to be um, selling the land to South Somerset District Council. I'll be honest with you, if we had to sell it to someone, a local authority, which you would hope would have, I know they've said all the way through that this is a business decision for them and they're not, you know, spending the taxpayers' money on, uh, you know, pumping into a, uh, a sports club. But you'd hope that an organisation like that would have the best interest of the community that they serve um, in mind. And I know not everyone in South Somerset is the Oval Town fan, but there are quite a number of them who are. So, Yes, I would prefer it if we didn't sell uh, Hewis Park and surrounding lands to um, to the council or anyone really. And uh, the, I mean, the chairman Scott Priestnell has said that if there is somebody out there who's interested in buying um, uh, buying the club, then the club is for sale. I think he said something like, "It's always for sale," doesn't it? So, you know. There are, I've got the quote up in front of me now. So yeah, the trust would like to assure us that that they are in serious talks with parties who are keen to form a consortium and put together a credible bid. So my hope for that consortium could only be that these are people who have, um, you know, the best interest of the club at heart. I'd like to think that there are some people who uh, would class themselves as, uh, as supporters on the uh, as part of those consortiums and if you know the discussions that have been mentioned in this statement are productive and obviously um you know they've got to be productive with scott priestnell as well haven't they because ultimately he is the man who owns the club at the moment so well many all of the cards lie with him but yeah my hope and i'm sure it'll be shared by everyone who's listening this is that the um uh, you know the best interest of the club come out wherever it is that we end up 
Well, and Ian can't say anything in response. <laughs> yeah, well, well put. Well put. Um, yeah. Well done, Dave. Uh, I mean, it's early. It's early days. There's a long, a long, long way to go. Uh, but yeah, we we're, yeah. we're doing. You know, I I well, all I can say is that we are working our damnedest to achieve a, a, a good outcome or what we yeah. feel we feel is a good outcome for the future of the football club as a, a board of Yeovil Town supporters who care deeply about our football club um, that, I mean that's our only agenda is that we want to protect the the uh, longevity of Yeovil Town FC um, yeah you know Got no and I'm sure it. everyone would say all power to you for that because I don't think there's anybody um, of whatever persuasion or, or thought that uh, that would disagree with um, uh, with that. Uh, you say there's a long way to go. I would just point out that your the asset of community value moratorium does expire on Wednesday the 26th of May, and it's now Thursday the 13th of May when we're writing this. So don't don't take too long. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do something. You might have to do it before then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's lots of moving parts to that. So, yeah, we just have to do what we can and hope for the best. Um, there, yeah. you know, more will more will inevitably be revealed as time goes on. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, what's this space? Well, <laughs> listen to this space, listeners. <laughs> listen to this dead air. Um, yeah. Right. Should we talk about the game for a little bit? Uh, if you want to, yeah. I mean, can't we talk about South Somerset <laughs> District Council? I'd call up some like you know executive committee minutes from like last week or something like that if you want. I mean, you, no. you, you okay. you've. I don't know. I don't want to say you've got more money than sense, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I you purchased the stream. I did eleven ninety nine. It was as well. I was told nine ninety nine. You told me that you weren't wasting a tenner, and that's that's well over ten pounds. I hasten to add. <laughs> well over a twelver. Yeah. Um, yeah, a twelver. <laughs> well, what was the word? You know, it was a couple quid more than anticipated. What was the quality of the stream? You know, we like to talk about these yeah. sort of things now. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> um, so it, it's a bit of a funny kind of setup, um, oldest yacht. And I and I did watch um, when I was digging around to try and find managers' quotes for the uh, pre-match thing that we put on the. Um, on the Glover's Cast website, um, I did I did stumble across Shots TV, which if you if you have a, a spare, uh, you know, some 40 minutes, it, it's quite amusing. It's basically all these characters from around the football club, most of whom are probably re- in, in retirement age, <laughs> uh, uh, talking about there was a man in the uh, in the club shop. He was talking about what coming to the club shop and he began it by holding up his uh uh, vaccination card and going, cool, look at that, and like moving it towards the car. So that was quite amusing, anyway. But um, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good stream. It was a, you know, there was a. I'll, I'll probably go into if we talk about the game, uh, what some of their, uh, you know, halftime experts uh, came across. But um, do you want to talk? Should we talk about the game? Yeah, let's do it. More injuries. Um... More injuries. Yeah. <laughs> so lead the way. Where do you want to start with it? You know, well, yeah. I mean, there was a there was a very very young look. I think Lawson Diaz probably like doubled the average age of the bench uh, <laughs> because uh, it, we had uh, who did we have? We had uh, Toby Stevens. We had Max Evans, who's uh, obviously been quite a regular on the bench and go, uh, sub goalkeeper. And then we had um, excuse me for not knowing their names, but Mendrano is it the yeah. um, youth team captain? Yeah. And then there was a Heaton. Um, well, I want to call Tom Eaton, but I think it might be Adam Eaton. Yes. Tom Eaton's a Burnley goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah. Um, 
And who was the other lad? There was another young youngster on there as well, wasn't there? On the bench. Did you say Stevens? I said Stevens, yeah. And maybe there wasn't. Maybe that's maybe that's five. Um, but yeah, and then uh, oh no, obviously I'm Max thinking Evans. DF, aren't I? Max, Max Evans and Max DF, Evans, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, very young looking bench. And then, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 obviously the defense was, you know, we were injury ravaged, weren't we? Because we had no Dickinson, we had no Hunt, we had no Wilkinson. So, uh, we had Charlie Lee playing in the, in the heart of defense, which I think, uh, Mr. Barrett did predict on the, um, on the previous one. He did, uh, but previous he, changed it. he changed it to a, to a back three in our group chat, didn't he? Oh right, okay, yeah, right. He, he changed his mind when he saw. Changed his mind. Yeah, but he put it on the record, saying it on here, didn't he? Yeah, so, that's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll give him that. We'll give him that. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, I was slightly bemused by we had um, we had Justin Neufeld playing right back, um, where I think it was Chesterfield earlier in the season. He played a half there without a great deal of success. Um, but we had Alex Bradley, who obviously is a right back playing at the base of the diamond um which seemed a bit strange to me not saying you play just Neufield at the base of the diamond but um you would have thought that yeah maybe there was a there was another formation could be found there but well, there we, did, we go we did we did talk about that a little bit didn't we and yeah it was you know at that point are you playing Dagnall in centre midfield with a winger it was getting a bit lopsided it, it was getting a bit none of these people are actually centre midfielders yeah, um, yeah. Whereas Bradley, you know, Bradley's known for playing. He's played got a bit more versatility. Back, also played centre midfield previously, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I mean, to be fair, so so obviously, you know, it goes out saying that it's a bit of a patched up side, to put it mildly. But um, we actually started quite well, and um, you know, uh, I think Sanupe had a go, and Knowles had a good shot. Um, uh, you know, turned wide by their their keeper quite early on. Dagnall, I think it was, um, had one. So we, we started quite brightly. And this brings me on to talking about their halftime pundits because uh, it was quite amusing watching them say, well, Yeovil haven't had, you know, they, we haven't seen anything. They haven't had a chance. And then they go, shall we go and watch the uh, uh, the highlights of the first? And the first thing they showed was Tom, Tom Knowles having a shot. And then they cut back to this bloke and he goes, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. It was such a long time ago. Well, that was their only opportunity. And then it goes, cut back to the next chance. Chris Dagnall having one put by. <laughs> Someone was like, Terry, are you sure you've been watching this game? It's like, uh, you know, you said you didn't have any chances. And yet we've just shown two of them. So, yeah, we <laughs> we started. We started the, the half all right. I mean, so we kind of went back and back and back after that, um, you know, Neufield did look a bit vulnerable in, in, you know, playing out of position. Um, and then probably the one thing, given the injuries we've got, was Billy Sass Davis, who, as we know now, um, his nose was broken and, or Charlie Lee said, smashed all over his face, I think he said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Chris Dagnall ended up with a you know, big bandage wrapped around his head because he's uh, someone that tried to like, hook one of his ears off by the sounds of it. So um, they both ended the, get, uh, the first half looking a bit banged up, which... Uh, Probably the last thing we could do, um, we could do with. But yeah, I mean, we weren't in goalless at half time, and I don't think either side um, could really complain about that. There was sort of an equal number of chances. They hit the post. Um, they had, a, you know, a good few openings as well. So um, yes, yeah, fairly, fairly even first half, and the second half, obviously, you know, not well. Again, the goal. 
I think was sort of six minutes into the into the second half, and they put a ball in, and Neufeld's wrong side of his man, and his man um, Cheeky Candy, great name that, um, <laughs> was able to uh, to head in at the back post, and yeah, it, it was it was absolutely a yeah. winger trying Playing to be a defender, like wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, at that yeah. point. And I didn't know whether to be angry at him or feel sorry for him at that point, to be honest with you. Um, I probably did a bit of both because thought, well, you know, you're playing there. So <laughs> at least, you know, at least you, you should know is that you can, can get in front of your, your man at the back post. But yeah, he's not a defender, is he? So um, you did you did feel a bit of um, a bit sorry for him. Yeah, it's um, it's. it's- we're sort of at a tricky I find myself anyway I'm in, a, in like a tricky mindset because you know you look at the team we had out and the bench we had and you know I'm torn between you know so sort of on the long lines of what the manager said today I'm sort of torn between pride that these players are you know doing their level best to get on the pitch and you know represent Yeovil after everything they've been through and yeah. also torn between the you know, the fact that we're losing games and it's, you know, really difficult and we cannot, what you know, we don't want the season to end quick enough, really, do we? Um, it, it's a real tricky balance. I, I, I can't find myself being angry at the situation no. because, you know, what's the point? What is getting angry about it going to do? Yeah. And we're not going, we're not going up and we're not going down, are we? So, like you say, what's the point in, um, uh, you know, pulling your hair out about it? But, it is disappointing, and I know you know to the extent that they're all professionals. I'm sure they'll all be disappointed. I'm sure just Neufeld will be disappointed. Um, like I say, you tell him, don't beat yourself up too much over it, mate. Um, and I'm sure he won't. But yeah, but um, I mean, the game changed uh, on the on the sending off of Alex Bradley, which um, the managers obviously told us that uh, in his his pre-match press conference today that uh, he's being appealed. Although at the time that he mentioned it, um, there was no suggestion of uh, the success or otherwise of that that appeal. But I'll be honest with you, and I put this in my match report, so this is my excuse. I, I was busily typing away to try and uh, keep up with the game, um, and I, I sort of I was looking down at my screen and I glanced up at and I just saw Alex Bradley's foot on the back of I think their strikers. Um, ankle basically and my first thought was oh you know that looks like a bad one and the referee had his card in his hand I think Sal said at the end didn't he, he had his card in, card in his hand you know quicker than he could say anything um and he, and he was off so my first instinct was yeah that's bad that probably is a red card judge yeah judge judged on that but <laughs> I think you then messaged me saying Chris Sweet his quote, his, uh, his tweet, which I put in my report was, wow, absolutely speechless. When you thought the standard of refereeing at this level couldn't get any lower. I mean, he's banned from the Glover's car, surely, because that's rule one <laughs> gone out the window, isn't it? So if he had any ambitions of it. But uh, what, what did what did you think? Because I changed my mind on a on a review. But what did you think of it, Ian? Yeah, well, it, I mean, it it looks soft, didn't it? It. It, there was a, you know, there was a, an action, uh, 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 you know, uh, there was quite a force in the tackle, but nothing particularly, you know, clumsy or reckless. It was just late, and I, I, I you know, we've seen worse. We've seen worse tackles get less, 
Um, I yeah. think the manager made the point today that, you know, one of their players did almost the same yes. tackle later in the game, which was, you know, carefully omitted from the highlights, that yeah. was not given any yellow card or anything. But so... No, he did actually get a yellow card. Oh, right, he did okay. actually get a yellow I know the manager said he didn't, but he did, because yeah. it was their substitute, Nuble, who, um, yeah, he, he took uh, Tom Knowles out with... <laughs> yeah, well, I, and, and Nuble, I don't know if you if you saw him, he's a, he's a big guy, he was involved in yeah. the second goal, but yeah. he's a big guy, so when he went in, he went in. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and this was only like, I think about five minutes after Bradley had gone. So as you can imagine, a lot of our players were letting the referee know about that. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the inconsistency of it, isn't it? That's the frustrating thing. And I know, you know, we did, we have a rule about referees because we all know what they're like, but, um, yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, it was definitely a yellow card. No, without question. It was, it was a foul. It was a professional foul, should we call it, you know, in terms of, you know, he was doing it to try and stop the guy getting away from him. But the manager made a good point. He's in the middle of the pitch. He's not like he's, you know, through on goal or something. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see, won't we, if they, if they appeal it. Yeah, My, well, they, they have appealed, so, and I think he sort of made a comment today, knowing our authorities will find out at the very last minute. Yeah. Um, and what else has he said today? That he, he had a letter from, a letter from yeah. the FA admitting, you know, admitting that they got another one wrong this season, and he, that yeah. was the Reuben Reed tackle against Halifax. And I think he said that, you know, the amount of apologies we've had, we would have had about 14 points you know 14 yeah. points more i mean you can't really yeah. you can't really attribute the you know decisions to points but you know at nil nil uh one nil against halifax that you know that would have been a penalty that would have got us back into the game and the momentum yeah. was well and truly with us at that point in time we were really knocking on the door so um yeah it is you know we've probably done enough about referees but that <laughs> <laughs> you know there is a what you know it's not a massive conspiracy obviously there's not a conspiracy against Yeovil Town but evidently we haven't got the rub of the green this season with they don't seem to be leveling out like we often you know we're told these things level out over the course of a season but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it has for us but I can't remember too many that we've got away with that you thought I mean there might be let's be honest (laughs) We've got enough bloody bookings, haven't we? Oh, to yeah. suggest that we haven't got away with some. And and I, I I won't deny that a lot of those bookings are probably quite, you know, fair. But um but yeah. I mean, yeah, so so that was disappointing. We'll see see what we get you know, what comes of that. Um yeah, obviously they went on and scored a second goal. We were, you know, dead on our feet by the time they got that second goal. I think it was a there was a big ball went forward, and they, I think Michael Kelly was 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 up with a player, but he was the only one. And then you saw Charlie Lee, God bless him, legging it back after him. Um, <laughs> well done, I think it was like, yeah, where where the hell is everyone? I think it was probably what he was thinking. Um, yeah, and then lad finished it, it well and and adam smith pulled off a great save at the uh, double save i think it was at the end um so it could have it could have been more but we were you know we were dead on our feet before bradley got sent off and even more so yeah. after um yeah. afterwards but it was good to see lawson diaf back um he yeah, came on with about 20 minutes to go I think. he's got a couple of games hasn't he to you know yeah. maybe you know i think he's probably one of the ones who's higher up the list to not be retained by the club um yeah. you know he's got a chance to do something that the manager said today um they're, they're planning for the next season and yeah it, you've got the quote i think there: players that fans really like will be leaving and players fans 
really like could be coming in as well. So yeah, the, things are underway, which is good to know. On the uh, on gloverscast.co.uk on the homepage, you can find our our where are they now retained uh, or released list. Sorry, so players who you know we've all watched over the years what's happening with them there's been a few big big names this week yeah a um, few interesting ones to this afternoon weren't there yeah so um ed upson released by bristol rovers today it's been announced and the, and the other one from our you know from our favorite team he's not not been released but marek steck is on the transfer list at mm-hmm. at mansfield and i suppose closer to this season um michael kelly yeah been released as well uh, and Mr. Morgan Williams as well at Coventry. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was really, he's had a couple of loan spells with us and obviously is yeah. highly regarded by the manager. So, you know, wouldn't be a shock to see him come permanently, but maybe, you know, he's coming down from the championship, I think. Did Coventry get relegated? Uh, no, they no. stayed in the championship, yeah, so, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a few names that, you know, could be on the radar i think none of us would object to ed ups and coming back to hewish park no. would we well I, I i put a tweet out because i was waiting for our social media team ian uh to uh team. to put a yeah. tweet to put a team yeah ian is not an acronym for something you know it's uh, just one person um to uh yeah but i, I put out um, a tweet tagging in both michael kelly and ed upson and i did make the point of come home ed there's nobody else that would name a gay after you. So that's it. I put my plea out there for him to come in. It, that, that tweet did get liked by Michael Kelly. So oh, um, well. we will see whether um, that means he's coming in. And I think we've all agreed, um, you know, that Michael Kelly would be, uh, you know, hopefully will be someone that we sign um, and would be a good acquisition, especially with, um, you know, Carl Dickinson on his way uh, into management at, over the summer. Absolutely. Um, another Another departure this week is uh, Mr. Alfie Lloyd, um, yeah. who, you know, a product of the academy has gone on to QPR. Um, yeah. Congratulations to him. A, a fantastic yeah, well move for, for a homegrown product. And um, the the manager said today that, you know, we couldn't turn the deal down. It was brilliant for all parties, brilliant for the club in terms of what he can, what value he can bring to the club for the future and what he goes on to achieve and great for his career to be going up to the, the championship and uh, the academy system there so um i think it's worth you know it it's a difficult another one of these difficult things for fans to digest in that you know we've got this young player who is obviously very good because he's signed for qpr why haven't we seen more of him but for me there's it, it a big thing with you know, you can't chuck this 17-year-old into the first team of a National League football club because it's it's going to be a battle. And I think, you know... At point, this season, yeah, particularly. Yeah. yeah, at points this season, you know, it, it would have been hard. And, you know, you don't want to necessarily throw a kid into a team that is struggling like that. Um, and at the same time, you know, good enough for QPR. Let's not kid ourselves. He's not going to be starting up front for the QPR first team. No every week is he he's going to be a part yeah. of their setup their under 23s he's going to play against other under 23s you know who knows maybe he'll come back on loan to us in the future and that'll be part of his um growing process obviously he's a yeovil boy he's, he's i think he'd been at the club for six years isn't he and he's a hometown kid so you know it wouldn't be you know it wouldn't be out there to, to think that he may come back 
you know, for all parties involved, it would be a good move for him to come back on loan in the future. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's not going to start up front for QPR in the championships next season. So I, th- I think we need to uh, you know, have a bit of perspective on what this deal means. We do. Yeah, you're, I, I agree with everything you said there. I mean, what uh, one thing I would slightly contradict you on is I, I do think, and we have mentioned it in, in weeks gone by, I think there has been opportunities for us to give him um, some first-team experience. And I understand that, you know, probably around the time where we started talking about that was around the time that he began his trial with QPR. So maybe there were good reasons that we're not aware of um, that that didn't happen. But I, I, he came off the bench in, I think it was, was it Eastleigh earlier in the season uh, in a home game there? Um, played a, played a few minutes, so you know we, we saw some of him. <laughs> you know, so like two or three minutes. It would have been. Uh, I, I I was disappointed that we didn't see more of him, even on the bench. You know, maybe coming on for ten minutes, as we've seen with um uh, with Stevens. Um, so I, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't see more of him. But like you say, he's 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 got himself a good deal. It will be good for him. I mean. We have to trust the manager when the manager says it's the you know the best deal. Um, what did he say? The best deal in money in terms of monetary value that the club has done for four or five years. So well, that yeah, yeah. I mean that's quite a claim. I mean yeah. someone um, uh, I can't find the username tweeted us um, and said that you know we didn't we get 150k for Tom James and yeah. money for Omar Sawumni as well. Yeah, I, um, yeah. you know so. and he he, he did also say the manager he said um that we've sold three players this season yeah well i think of i'm thinking hippolyte as well at the start ah okay yeah yeah that would make that was you know that was an eternity ago um yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. he's the other one isn't he hippolyte duffus and lloyd yeah, and he said, uh, which is um, brought into moving towards hundreds of thousands of pounds in remuneration. Um, so, you know, that, that that would kind of give you a, a suggestion that, um, you know, if Duffus Hippolyte and, uh, and Alfie Lloyd all went for the over £100,000 range, then... Uh, yeah, that that that's good. Then, uh, uh, well, that's good, you know, in monetary terms, isn't it? And let's hope we see, you know, yeah, some of that used to you know to plug the void that there has been um, when there's not been any uh, you know any supporters coming in. And, um, and fingers crossed, the Lloyd deal. You know, one of the things we've whinged yeah. about for so long is that young players have left for like nothing. They've been released and then they've gone and signed for West Brom. They've gone and signed yeah. for Southampton, and we've not had the benefit of training up these players, letting them go for nothing. We don't get any benefit from that whereas at least in this situation we've got yeah. we've got terms there that you know the club will benefit in the future if Alfie Lloyd if goes he does well to be yeah. successful so yeah. you know you yeah. can't you can't complain about us letting go of players for nothing and not seeing the rewards when we then go and let go of a player that we you know hopefully we will see the rewards of um, yeah I suppose the overarching yeah. the overarching shame for me is that you know the first thing we culled in covid was the academy and how is that going to set us back you know obviously with players like Alex John um, not that we've seen much of him at all Gabby uh, Alfie Lloyd and you know there's other players that have come through that setup which obviously means the setup was doing something and we were producing players um, yeah so it's just a shame that it's you know we hit the reset on that and all those players have now probably gone to Southampton, Exeter, Bristol, 
wherever yeah. locally and they're going to reap the rewards of that yeah I did. I did mention the other week, and I'll mention very quickly now. Yeovil Community Sports just um, does run a number of uh, age group uh, teams, uh, which obviously you know do feed into that uh, under 18s and the other setup as well. So there are still some lower age groups in there who, uh, who are doing some good work. But I'll, I'll end my plug there. No, don't you worry about plugging that. We're <laughs> more than happy to plug the Community Sports Trust. The work they do yeah. is is massively important and you know think about all the kids that wouldn't be getting served football related to yeah. Town if that wasn't around that's just they a... do some fantastic work in schools as well i mean yeah. if anyone wants to have a look on their on their website and their social media they do some amazing things with um with kids in school you know using football for education purposes there was a there was a lovely story on there about uh, a young lad who they were obviously you know very topical with old you know, Black Lives Matter movement and everything. They were talking about uh, race and um, religion and all the rest of it. And um, I think his name was Frankie because I remember there was a there was a hashtag Be More Frankie, which is you know where we nicked the Be More Barrett from. Uh, the uh, where he was talking about. He basically said the kid, you know, it doesn't matter to me what my friends look like. They're my friends. And I thought to myself, you know, that's uh that that's a lovely thing for a, for a young person to say and if that's uh you know that work that the community sports trusted put in with that young person has made him feel like that then you know that's that's golden isn't it that's that's brilliant that's exactly what you know this football club should be doing we talk so much about how we're a community club and i think you know it's in the name and it community sports trust that's uh that's what they're there to do yeah yeah Good absolutely it is yeah brilliant work brilliant work um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we do some listener questions? Uh, no, no, I don't think we were. I think, I think we... you've got a chat with a, uh, a King's Lynn fan coming up as well, haven't you? So... Yeah, we have, yeah. A nice little plug there. We'll, we'll take some listener <laughs> questions. Um, and, oh, where should we start? I'm going to... We've touched on Chris Fox's question about is it time to bring Ed home? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He nicked that off me. I, I insist he nicked that off me. Just yeah. <laughs> cut and paste it off my tweet. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, Foxy. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, where are we? Where are we? There's. Oh, I bet one of this isn't really a question, but obviously there's been a, a nice announcement today of some merchandise on the terrace. Yeah, um, I don't really know about this. Uh, this would be a Barrett's all over this, isn't he? Because yeah, he maybe... loves all this stuff. We better not talk too much about it because we'll be taking away Ben's uh, limelight. I think on this because yeah. yeah, Ben's Ben's a big fan of this um, brand. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll let Ben do that. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm right. I'm at the bottom now. I'm at the bottom of the questions. Um, <laughs> That's where we begin. Our, our friends... Right at the bottom. Scrape the barrel. <laughs> our friends at uh, at Chesterfield at Furlow FC. <laughs> Uh, Spy writes right. Uh, previous guests on the Glovers cast. Do you expect mass changes in the summer, both on the field and off the field? Well, I tried to wind him up, but I did a bad job of it, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I tried to wind him up by saying we were going to nick their manager. For some reason, they seem to think it's like some messiah of football that is, you know, just like Pep Guardiola. He's just rewritten the game. But um, uh, <laughs> but I managed to call James Rowe, James Rose, thanks to my predictive text, which Ian quickly swooped on and uh, yeah, outed me. So I'm a terrible troll. But uh, yeah, to, to answer the question, um, I think, again, I, I'll draw a little bit from what the manager said in his um, uh, in his uh, pre-match comments uh, on uh, today, on Thursday, um, which is, I think we'll see 
quite a few staying. I think we'll see a few going. And um, sadly, his comment about some players that they really like will be leaving. That is inevitable. Sadly, I think that does mean Reese Murphy's um, on his way out. But he spoke as well about the need to, um, you know, get that balance between youth and experience. Um, and I would suggest that that means that we're likely to see. Well, we, we obviously I think, although it's still not been said, is it, that Ruben Reed is definitely staying? But we're pretty sure he is. Um, so there's some experience there. I, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if, um, you know, that meant that one or maybe even both of Charlie Lee and Jimmy Smith um, uh, do, do, do remain. But I think we'll see a few go out and I think we'll probably see, you know, a few more young, maybe on the younger end of the spectrum coming in, maybe one or two experienced players. But I don't see wholesale changes because I I, I think that um, he'll want to keep quite a lot of the players that we've, we've spoken about. We've obviously spoken about Michael Kelly already. Um and no, I can't see the manager going anywhere. So, does yeah. that answer the question? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think we'll see. I think we'll see big changes on the pitch. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I would like to think that this group are quite a close knit group. But like you said, I think you know the players I think of when he says players, you know, we like. Or yeah. a popular, you know, I go to Reese Murphy, I go to Jimmy Smith, I go to Charlie Lee, um, maybe Matt Worthington, you know, he, he's he's a good one. Lawson, you know, there's there's some names in there that, you know, that I would consider popular players that, um, you know, uh, could be on their way. Um, mm. Off the field, who knows? Off the field, well. who knows? Well, if you did know, you wouldn't be allowed to say anyway. So, um, you know, I'll save you from yourself there. Next question. (laughs) Quick, next question. Got to scroll through all your your bad trolling. Uh, What the hell is happening? This is Hugh Hugh. What the hell is happening with the Sports England finance application? This will take up three seconds as the answer is we've been told (laughs) absolutely nothing. (laughs) Halfway through May on something supposed to be settled in early April, both club and DCMS operating the mushroom grower approach um yeah yeah, well you know there's there's i think there's some documents on company's house sort of validating or you know whatever confirming that there is a a charge which you know is a you know confirmation that we've taken a loan um but you know what the terms are how much we've taken is you know is, is not there we don't know where would that. we expect where where uh, I'm, I'm I'm a bit out of this one where did we uh, where did we get the loan from we got it from the football association well it's the sport england right. I, the the grants loan whatever loans that they were going to be giving up to I don't know, up to a certain amount. Yeah. So it should be it, it should be them that should declare the the terms or it should be the club that should declare the terms I got no idea yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, in in you know, in a in a perfect world it would be, you know, there would be a public, you know, document to say that the club have got this amount of money, you know, within their system and yeah. you know, it's in the bank, but you know, it is not a perfect world, is it? No, we'll have to see what uh, have to see, see see what comes of it. But well, let's hope whatever we did get it uh, it goes to the same place as the money we've made for um, the players that we spoke about just now, and you know, for the betterment of the football club absolutely, overall. Absolutely, um, Andy Easton. That was more than three seconds. We got more yeah, than three seconds out of it, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
do uh, Andy Easton, do I buy this year's shirt? Now it's got 25% off. I think. Yes. Definitely, why not? Definitely the away one because that one's, you know, that one's wonderful. Yeah. It's more of a Barrett question. That Well, it's probably an Ian and Barrett <laughs> question because uh, I haven't bought a shirt for however many years although i would i would buy that um that away one if i uh you know if i thought i was ever gonna wear it but yeah <laughs> well i actually i actually wore mine to train in the other night so my yeah. my away one's been given a given one run out i was disappointed to get a bit of mud on it actually but it came out so yeah. <laughs> is that what you were read about well, my, my st- i don't like to get on the floor you know i'm very much a player who stays on his feet and you know that's me. Yeah. Um, a yeah. question from Lewis. I'm going to quick fire these. You've got to say yes or no. Okay. Um, these following players all released now from EFL clubs. Would they be good signings? Here we go. Tom Pope. Yes. Morgan Williams. Yes. Alex Fisher. No. Johnny Maxted. Don't know who that is, so no. Ryan Sweeney. Don't know who that is, so no. There we go. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, I didn't spend too much money, did I? <laughs> no. Morgan Williams worth another go. I think we all agree on that yeah. one. And Tom Pope, I'd have him just for his uh, social media banter. I think so. Uh, he's a bit of a wind well, up. Didn't he get? Didn't he? didn't he get in a bit of trouble the other day? Oh, um, did he? Yeah, yeah. I think he was getting a bit, um, uh, bit Rothschilds talking about you know the the whole. Uh, conspiracy and all that sort of stuff all right yeah, okay got, oh, just I, conspiracy theories yeah, they'll go down he... perfectly <laughs> get him on the green room and they'll love him the got green a, army got in a bit of trouble there um oh, right. and i think this will be the last one we take because we've got oh we got there's a couple more um Gemma, do fish know if it's raining this is a really good question. It's a real thinker, that one, isn't it? But they, they but fish move, don't they? Uh, and I don't know whether <laughs> yeah, they, that's... Yeah, they definitely yeah, move. Yeah, no, but, but they move with the weather, don't they? I like, don't... You, you... Yeah, I, I, I remember uh, there was one time in my life where I used to... Uh, where I went uh, sea fishing out of West Bay uh, when I used to live down in Yeovil. And, uh, and was there was part someone... of your action, man? <laughs> no, this wasn't. No, no. no. Okay. I did do fishing, I think, but that was that was next to a lake rather than out at sea. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't the insurance of the Western Gazette didn't go to taking me out to sea. But I'm sure the fishermen there told me that if you ever see bad weather, you need to go away from it because the the. But that's probably more to do with the swell of the sea, I'd have thought. But there well, you go. That sounds almost like it could be a could be true, well researched it? answer. Um, I reckon my answer oh, is. Oh, I bullshitted yeah. it one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> my answer is it. It depends how deep they are. Um, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. And a question from Ben Blackman: What is your favourite Ben Barrett Yeovil memory? Well, it, I've mentioned it several times on the. Uh, <laughs> is it your arm? Dragging, him, no, no, him dragging me down the uh, down the terrace when uh, Kevin Dawson scored a, a, a scored that goal. But um, that goal in the uh, semi-final of the of the playoffs. But uh, yeah, that's got to be my favourite Ben Barrett moment. I've spent many more hours than we care to imagine in a car with Ben. Um, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've had a few. Yeah, well, I've only met Ben a couple of times. Have you? Yeah, yeah. You so... and I have never met in person. No, no, no. You know, this is a real uh, uh, COVID, you know, a, a COVID friendship. Um, yeah, so you know, I I speak to Ben probably more than I speak to my wife during lockdown. In that we yeah. we spoke on the phone for 
you know, a couple hours a week. Um, yeah. She won't be. Listening. She won't be listening. I can say that. No, she won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, yeah, you can have him. That's what she'll say. Yeah, have him. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that wraps I would, up. Can I just say at that yeah. point, I did say to uh, I was exchanging a message with uh, with Big Glovers Cast listener Mike Hudson the other day, and I was I was saying to him that when all this is over, whenever that is, sometime next season, we're going to have to find a game where we can get as many of us. Uh, uh, Glovercast ultras together and uh, we'll all have to have a drink together we'll have to um, do a live well. show exactly a live show yeah with an audience I mean, we can get heckled and everything oh, yeah, God. that'd be good I'm not ready for that let's, let's do it um, I'll heckle back <laughs> okay coming up now on the Glovers cast is my chat with Jamie Heafy a Kings Lynn fan uh, following that we will have our world famous quiz between myself, the challenger, and the champion, Andy Craig. So uh, stick around. Joining me now on the Glovers cast is Jamie. He's a volunteer at Kings Lynn Town. Um, Jamie, we kicked off the season against each other. Um, who could have foreseen that the season would go the way it's gone? How, how, how has it been... Your your first season in the National League. How have you felt it's gone? Um, oh, hi, Ian. thanks for having us back. Um, to be honest, with you, that seems so long ago. Um, October. Yeah. Not, and yes, it seems like the longest season ever. I think, as our manager said the other week. Um, but as the season's gone, I think you know, as expected, that was difficult. Um, more difficult than probably a lot of us thought. Um, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we started off obviously got a point against Yeovil. We won against Maidenhead, so good start. Um, quite a f- we've had a few heavy defeats, which I think, you know, deep down most of us kind of expected. Um, and then obviously, turning the new year with all the financial problems and stuff like that, we've had basically a new a new team this for the last couple of months of the season. You know, loan players, players playing for basically expenses um, and stuff like that. So it's you know the no relegation clause has obviously helped us, but um, you know, sort of a kind of want the season to end just so we can sort of get ready for the new one. Um, just been a strange old season all round, anybody really? Yeah, but I definitely share your feelings on wanting the end of the season. Um, it, it you, you touched on it there about the um, you know the, the difficulties in February January time. You, so you've got you've got players on furlough, I assume. And and am I right in saying there's some academy academy players who've been playing for you? Yeah, I think. Last time, I think I worked out, it was about eight or nine who would, you'd probably class as full first team squad regular members on furlough. Yeah. Um, a couple have come back recently um, as, as sort of players are left just to help us out. Um, but yeah, we've had a couple of our academy ones made his full debut, a couple of them have been, never been on the bench. Um, we had a loan, we got a loan player from Ipswich, he was in their youth team last night in the FA Youth Cup. Um, and then we've got. Um, Loan players, some sort of step two and three clubs, um, sort of, I say helping us out. But you know they've come to see if they can make a name for themselves at this level, and um, you know so it's, you know it's it's been hard for some of the fans. I think not recognising the players and knowing some will be here next season, some won't be. You know it's I don't I don't think the players are training as much as they were at the start of the season. So um, you know for for a while, or every other game it seemed we had a had a new signing. Um, so you know. They're just doing as well as they can, I think, in the in the circumstances. Do you feel like this season, um, you know, it's it's not been a freebie as such. It's been a really difficult season for, for you know for everyone really. But you know, you've 
sort of got that lifeline of a, of a second stab at it, really. Um, yeah, I in think, some respects. Yeah, yeah I think I'll probably look, you know, fans of other teams might look at that and say, oh, they were lucky because they stayed up and, you know, stuff like that. But I think in, in normal, I say normal, in, if fans were allowed in and the furlough weren't in place, I think we would have had enough to finish outside the bottom three anyway. Um, which, you know, personally, I think for me, that's the aim. So it looks like we can say we stayed up by right. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we have had a free hit basically, but and so that, but the, the, I suppose one positive is it's given a manager sort of 10, 12 games, you know, to have a good look at you know, for next year, players for next year, what we need in the summer and that sort of thing. So, you know, sort of positives and negatives, I suppose. Yeah, and as as that work started at the club, are you uh, are the you know the the plans in place to go again, or is it more of a let's let's you know get to the end of the season, reset and and you know build up again from July? I, I imagine there's quite a lot of hard work going on behind the scenes of the players for new you know new players for next year. Um, you know, I don't know anything more than anyone else does, but I can imagine there'll be quite a few. I think we need, you know, personally strengthened in probably most positions. So, um, you know, we've got quite a good recruitment team behind the scenes, you know, the the manager and them, they sort of know what, you know, the kind of players we need for next season. So I would imagine come June, you know, start of June, we'll probably see quite a few signings fairly quickly. Yeah. And I think one of the things we're seeing early, early on is all the the clubs that are getting, all the players, sorry, that are getting released from clubs in, you know, League Two and League One. Um, do do your guys keep an eye? You've got Norwich and Ipswich nearby, haven't you? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep exactly. an yeah, eye on those I, sort of clubs. Yeah, we have quite a good relationship with Norwich. Um, we got a loan player from like say from Ipswich, so that's a quite a good link. Obviously, Peterborough is not too far down the road. They've just been promoted to this championship, so I think they released quite a few players. I think so. Um, one of our a couple of players who've been with us, you know, in various seasons. So yeah, I think you know even Cambridge United they've had a good season. So that's another. Club not you know yeah. there's four they're not a million miles away so I'm I'm sure they're sort of looking towards them sort of clubs and uh, fans back in the ground on on Tuesday um, are you excited to to experience the football with fans in have you been to, have you been doing any games with um, you know this season yeah I have been, I've been you know I've been really lucky I don't you know I don't like to, I've been lucky I've been able to go to some of the games do match reports and stuff like that but on, on the other hand I know it's you know, I don't like to boast about it because you know there's a lot of my mates and fans have not been able to go to any games. Yeah. So and it's it's I don't know if you've been to any, but it's it's lot it's nowhere near the same. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you, you want to be there and support your team, but you just can't enjoy it. Yeah. The, um, the games I've know, been to, I know. found really hard just because yeah. it's not you know it's not what you fall in you love know. with, is it? No, exactly. You fall in love with you know standing with the same people and you know a bit of banter and a bit of atmosphere and. Um, that we know, you know, we've, the club's been given the go-ahead today to get sixteen hundred fans in. So, um, you know, so that's you know that's really promising. Yeah, so, absolutely. And uh, of these of these players, you've got, you know, are there any we we need to keep an eye on at the weekend, or, or what? How do you feel the game's gonna pan out? We're both sort of in a position now where we want the season just to wrap up. Do you think it's going to be competitive or? You know. Yeah, I think you know, I think in fairness to the players, you know, those who come in, that they're, they're still doing everything. You know, they're not, you know, they're not just turning up for games. They're, you know, they're playing the way the manager wants to play. Um, we, we, you know, we've given a couple of teams at the top a bit. Of, we have given them a, uh, a few well. You know, we're not really got results, but we've been playing well enough. Um, 
you know, between the two penalties areas, I think, you know, we're sort of a mid-table team, but unfortunately, we, you know, we're not always scored enough and we give silly goals away, so that's been our issue all season. Um, but yeah, no, they're certainly not, the players have certainly not given up the, given up for the season. Fantastic. Well, um, good luck for the game on Saturday. Um, yeah, I'm doing it. It could be quite a fun watch, I think, if, you know, we're not great at yeah. the back, if you're not great at the back, you know, there, there yeah. could be a few goals in it, so. Yeah, well, it's yeah. obviously, obviously going to be nil-nil now, you said that. So, you know. <laughs> I hope not, I hope not. <laughs> no, 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 that's great. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm looking, forward, looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. Thanks very much for your time. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Welcome back to the Glovers cast. It's quiz time. Um, I'm sat in the hot seat tonight uh, against Andy, reigning champion, two on the spin. Uh, Coatsy, you're the quiz master. Please um, take it away. Okay. Well, I've thought to myself, yes, it's getting too easy. <laughs> and I don't mean uh, playing against Ben Barrett, although that obviously was quite easy last week, wasn't it? So, um, so I've decided to mix it up a bit. And I've decided to change the game just to throw you completely off course. So. Tonight, we will be playing a best of three, Yeovil Town, Who Am I? I will read you a, a story that I have penned about a former Yeovil Town player. They're all former Yeovil Town players. Um, I will take you through their, their life and times, sporting life and times, um, and you will have to say who the player is. The first person to shout out the name of that player wins. Do we all understand the rules, gentlemen? Yes. I'm on a question of sport. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like that. I don't, know, I don't know who I'd be. Would I be Ali McCoist or uh, that rugby player? Is Ali McCoist still on it? <laughs> is, it yeah. is it on telly anymore? Yes, I don't think yeah. Ali McCoist Probably does not. it anymore, does he? No. Phil Tufnell, maybe. Anyway, okay, right. <laughs> so are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Go for it. This could right. be hard, then. <laughs> Born in Bracknell, Berkshire, in November 1977... I joined Chelsea's Academy. Just a week after celebrating my 19th birthday, I was given my first team debut by Rud Hullett. Nick Crittenden. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. Nick Crittenden. Uh, it was either him or Skiro, wasn't it? I was just waiting for... I was waiting I, for... I'll tell you. First got, team got, debut got... gave it away because I remember, I remember that. I remember seeing it. Well, not seeing it, yeah. but pictures of... You know. he, and, and he was he was named man of, he, he, um, Hullet called him his man of the match uh, in that game really? and then he replaced Gianfranco Zola in a game shortly after for Chelsea oh, and Zola had scored a hat-trick in that game there you go I learned a lot of things uh, right <laughs> I had so much more but you've uh, you cut me short but sorry there we go. Matt, you can carry on after you know <laughs> yeah, no. the you've done yeah, the work no, no, yeah, one needs, no one needs to hear that Okay, right. So number two, are you ready? This yeah. is it. Presses on here, uh, Craigo, because you got you got to get this one. <clears throat> okay, I was born in Liverpool in 1979. I joined my boyhood favourites on the blue half of Merseyside as a youngster and was a revelation as a striker for their youth side. I scored 37 times in 90 Phil matches. Phil Jevons. With... Yeah, we've got a right. winner. Oh. It is Phil Jevons. Oh. There you go. Maybe I made these too easy. Well, I don't know. He's too quick. That, that is a knockout blow, isn't it? Of Barrett proportions. Can I do my Can I do my third one? But yeah. To be honest, yeah, with you, I, I did the third one uh, a bit trickier to you know to try and uh, mix it up. I should have uh, should have started with this one. Okay, 
So, born in London in September 1997, my footballing career began in the Arsenal Academy. Luke Gayling. No, no, no. Not Luke Gayling. So, so here we go. This is my rule. If you shout out a name and it's wrong, you have to wait for two paragraphs before (laughs) you can come back in again. Okay, so in, so Ian, you're out of this until I say the words March 2016. Okay. Okay. Craigo, you've got you've got two paragraphs to, uh, to 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 pull this one. I joined Southampton's youth setup in 2014. I quickly rose to prominence with five goals in my first season at St Mary's before being appointed captain of the under 18s the following season. I was promoted mm-hmm. to the under 21s soon after and was an unused substitute in the Saints. One or home draw with Sunderland for my first team debut in March 2016. Ryan Seager. No. <laughs> there you go. You got another two out here, mate. Another oh two out. God. Until I say New Year. March 2016. Say again. March 2016. He made he made his debut in the Premier League for Southampton in March 2016. Yeah. Okay. So Ian, until I say New Year, you're not allowed in, right? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Right. I eventually made my professional debut coming on as a 26th-minute substitute for Jay Rodriguez in the League Cup win over Sunderland. I arrived at Yeovil in July 2017 when I became Darren Way's sixth summer signing. Oh, my God. Who is this? Okay. Right, Ian, you're back in. I made, I made an instant impact, scoring four times in my first six matches. Oh, including a brace in a 3-2 win over Accrington in our first win of that season. In October 2017, I scored and was then sent off in a 3-0 win at home to Stevenage after uh, getting involved in a second-half melee. Francois Zoka also got his marching orders towards the end of that match. Alamola. He's absolutely right. Oh, God. I just like going around... Barnes, isn't it? The striker Barnes. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, of Barnes. Marcus yeah, Marcus Barnes. I was, like, I was like, no, not it, not him, the other one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no, so I right. never got to read my next paragraph. Can I read my next paragraph? Just because <laughs> I was very proud of it. Yes. I ended up scoring seven times in 28 appearances for the Glovers before returning to Southampton in January 2018, helping the under-23 side reach the Southampton Senior Cup semi-finals. A bigger achievement than anything I managed under Darren Way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I had to get the dig in. Well done. So, we have a new champion. Oh, yeah, well done. Ian Perkins. There you go. Cleaver. Clevo. I've uh, I've tried to uh, get Andy Cleaver wound up like a rubber band to uh, to come on to you. So if you're listening, Clevo, <laughs> there's a new champion in town. Well, Let's get the talk of Taunton on. <laughs> well done Andy thanks for uh, being part of yeah, well done, a, a two week uh, champion that was a lot of information to take in that one <laughs> well there'll be people who are sat screaming at that Ola Vola um, yeah yeah. Ola, Ola, Ola. Was, yeah I couldn't remember I was wanting to go for the other one because he scored on debut or something didn't he was it Marcus Barnes is that Marcus that Barnes was, yeah. I keep wanting to say Harvey Barnes is not him at all um, <laughs> Bryce yeah well, I got there in the end. Not too late. He's shell shocked. Shell shocked, he is. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking, Craig. Oh, you you said Nick Crittenden was your was he your most underrated player? So I, I threw that one in for you. He was mine. Yeah, he thought, was mine, wasn't he? I thought, I'm sure Craig <laughs> said he was underrated as well. 
No, it's mine. Yours is Jake Edwards. Oh, I yeah. was waiting for, I don't know what I was quite waiting for, something about um, we, when we signed him, but I was, yeah. it was either Skivo yeah. won it, and if I said Skivo, it was going to be wrong, and he'd have the first. No, but yeah. it, Anyway, well, you see, you see, there is a paragraph where it gets to Yeovil. I said, uh, uh, it said arrived at Yeovil in 2000 when David Webb signed me after leaving Chelsea. I knew Terry Skiverton from my Chelsea days, and I quickly oh. established myself as a tricky winger. So you'd have discounted <laughs> Skivo at that point, wouldn't you? And then, uh, well, wow. didn't get that far too, too too quick for him. That's that's too easy for him. There you go. Well, let's uh, yeah. wrap this up. Good Thank work, you very Ed. much. Thank you, Dave. That was a good quiz. I enjoyed that. Can we have it back next week then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, you know, the challenge is out there. Who wants to who wants to take me on? I'm ready. Come on, Clevo. I'm ready. Come on, Clevo. You know you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, get Clevo on. That'd be a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Right. Cheers, Andy. Yeah, and with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.